This is the Empowerment Session with your hosts, Yasmin Coxum and Dina D'Alessandro, where we share our energy, resources, and personal tips to help you get empowered. Well, good morning, my dear friend. It's always lovely to have this time to catch up and speak with you. How are you doing today? Hey, Deans. I'm okay. You know, I feel like uh, during this time, you know, ever since uh, the, the, the lockdowns and all the drama, I feel like, you know, when people are like, how are you? Um, it becomes this loaded question. <laughs> like, but I feel like a lot of people, you know, are having ups and downs, you know, during this time, kind of roller coastery situation. And so that's that's where I am right now. Uh roller coastery. But uh, you know, I'm definitely planning later today to do some things to elevate my mood. Good, because as we know. There's quite a lot that goes into maintaining overall health and wellness. We talk a lot of times about uh, mood, mental health, self-care, that sort of thing. Also food and nutrition, also physical activity, also sleep habits. And that kind of is where I want the direction of this conversation to go today because, as I think you know, I had my annual exam, my physical exam last week at the doctor's office. And much like you, when she asked me, how are you doing today? I quite literally... <laughs> oh, <laughs> like read off a list of 3000 things that were ailing me. And honestly, I mean, some of it was related to mental health and energy. And a lot of the other things were kind of physical ailments that I've been dealing with more recently. So uh, for anyone who is not aware, I'm a little bit of the older age variety. And I've often agreed with it's never too late in life to start something new or to continue pursuing your dreams, no matter how old you are. But I definitely was getting the feeling that I was uh, a little concerned that my age is going to start limiting me or dictating how much I can do going forward. And so I thought we could have a conversation about maybe like what our healthy habits are and how we maintain energy or rebuild that into our schedule in some way. And then also I can share with you, Yasmin, too, because as I've mentioned before, I am an undergrad and a graduate uh, adjunct lecturer at Lehman College in the Bronx. And I do speak about nutrition and a lot of our discussions uh, relate around and how the body needs and requires different things during different periods of life. So regardless of who's listening to this and what age you're in, I think that's always something good to listen to, to see, kind of gauge where you're at right now. And if there are any improvements, now's the time. So let's open that up a little bit. Wow. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, you know, because, you know, I, I'm not one of your students. <laughs> <laughs> Although I would love to like sit in on a lecture and be like, wow, this is cool stuff. I'm going to write all this stuff down about health and, you know, and, and, and proper nutrition at different ages. Yeah, I found that to be very interesting when you just said that, because a lot of times, I mean, I know the way that I usually or have approached things is, is just in general, trying to make sure that I maintain, you know, healthy eating habits, or I kind of like grew up 
uh, with that situation. Um, you know, since I was you know, a really young kid, my mother, I mean, we never had like a junk food in the refrigerator and never could open up the refrigerator and see a bunch of like soda. That was never the case. It was always like, you know, whole wheat products and even whole wheat birthday cakes and <laughs> stuff. And so um, I kind of grew up um, being conscious, being uh, about, you know, uh, about what I put into my body. Um, so just overall, that's been, that's always been my approach. Um, you know, of course, at some points, uh, when I was younger, you know, uh, I would do weird things like have like a, a ice cream bar for breakfast. <laughs> I would literally do weird stuff like that, go to the office and be like, you know what, I'm in the mood for Ben and Jerry's uh like cookie dough like uh ice cream pop or whatever this morning and uh, my boss would look out at me like okay you know uh and think nothing of that okay mm -hmm. but you know as I became older you know I realized I mean you know I, I I didn't do those things often but as I became old older I did even less of those types of things um but I never you know thought of health and nutrition in terms of cycles like okay now that I'm no longer in my 20s I should you know incorporate a little bit more of this or do a little bit more of that and you know I never thought of it in terms of cycles so I think that's interesting that you say that um you know and I'm interested in, in hearing a little bit more in terms of that um and also, you know, I've always believed to, I've believed in like, you know, never thinking about limiting what you're doing because of your age, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, quite honestly, I was out of my 20s when I began traveling the world like you know when I really began to be like okay I'm just gonna like live in these different countries and just you know whatever I was out of that phase that general society says is the experimental time like you know you're really supposed to be using your 20s to experiment and do all of those types of things um because you know you're young and you're you know you have your energy and yada yada and I think that I really just did the opposite I feel like in my 20s I was very um, kind of domesticated, we, mm -hmm. we shall say that, um, you know, and uh, really following what I felt was uh, the typical path that you're supposed to be taking in terms of graduating, then boom, trying to, you know, get a job, a really great, like, corporate job, and, you know, have my place, uh, you know, have my mate, and, you know, that's, that's really where I was in my 20s, is kind of going for that and not really so much on an exploratory journey. So that happened a bit later for me. So, you know, as a result of that, I always think, boom, just, you know, always go for it, no matter how old you are. Mm -hmm. And then nothing, should, as long as you have that mindset, then things should not be able to stop you. However, as you said, there are, uh, you know, uh, things that may come into play physically uh, that you that you kind of don't necessarily have the best control over but today I guess we're going to talk about uh ways that we can uh try to take the reins as much as possible yeah and physically and mentally too right because as we age we do lose a little bit of our physiology so our metabolism slows down a little bit so therein lies some of the 
corrective measures that we could put into place when it comes to food and nutrition. We also do tend to be a little bit more at risk for some cognitive issues like Parkinson's disease, dementia, all the very scary things that I'm not really looking forward to, Alzheimer's, et cetera. And there have been some studies that show that with sleep habits and keeping up on things that keep your brain active, like, you know, socializing and doing crossword puzzles and that sort of thing, and also some dietary changes as well, possibly could protect us from uh, having or progressing in that disease state sooner rather than later. And then physical activity too. So a body in motion stays in motion for sure is one of those things that I think we've all heard. I've recently been speaking with some people who are personal trainers and physical therapists about quote unquote motion is lotion. So even if you have an injury, and yes, you need to nurse yourself back to health, that to maintain your balance and maintain the integrity of your bones and your muscles, that the more active you are, the better, obviously not to the extreme measure where you're going to be tearing through your muscles and, you know, injuring yourself constantly, but remaining physically active, cardiovascularly integrating strength training as early as possible in your life and continuing to do so as we age as well, really does help build up our stamina, helps us maintain muscle mass because we also do lose that. So you'll see people as they get older, sometimes kind of wasting away in that way where their body fat and their muscle mass gets very, very thinned out and they're very frail. And so when that happens, we're more at risk for falling and for fractures and having to get a hip replacement. And, you know, again, when you're in your seventies and eighties, you don't really want to be going through all of that. And so um, sleep, as I said before, too, plays a role as well. We can't really catch up on sleep, we can't course correct that. So if we see patterns of any of these healthful habits kind of falling by the wayside in, and uh, we don't really manage it or correct it quickly enough, that can definitely affect the future us. And so for those of us who are trying to, as you and I discussed last week, 10x our lives or (laughs) or try to maintain momentum and follow the dreams and keep wanting to pursue whatever our path in life is, that it really, I think, uh, you know, your healthy habits do play a role, not in guaranteeing that, but at least better positioning yourself to be in that desirable state as we get older. Um, So to to just share with you, you know, for the cycles of, of life, you know, obviously from infancy, that's the biggest and quickest stage of growth because in your years, your first year of life, that's the quickest you're going to ever grow. Um, and then, you know, it'll kind of go a little bit more incrementally slower throughout your uh, adult, your teen and your adult years. But as you're going through different stages of life, as you're getting your period or as you're, you know, getting into puberty, you're going to need different requirements. And then for those of us who are female and as we age and as I'm going through right now with dealing with menopause, then we need to shift some things in our habits as well. We might need to supplement with certain things like calcium or iron because our body is not really good at making those things or helping absorb those things anymore. So working, you know, I'm a registered dietitian. So working with a specialist sometimes can help you listening to things like this, reading the newest research and making small but sustainable changes with anything in life, I think is always a good approach. Um, In those four, what I call like the four pillars of health, uh, food, mood, sleep, and exercise. Yasmin, do you struggle right now with anyone in particular? Like, I know I've had some challenges, but I want to hear from you if most recently with especially the pandemic, is there one or multiple of those things that are kind of, you know, what you want to maybe commit to or prioritize in in making some positive changes for yourself? All of it, girl, all of it. (laughs) 
<laughs> I had a feeling. <laughs> all of it. So, you know, yeah, I mean, all of these have definitely been affected. Um, uh, you know, food, um, for sure, because, you know, I had a, I had a routine going and when with, as, as we discussed, we've discussed before on, uh, I don't, one of our episodes here, um, I really thrive on this idea of routine. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it keeps me sane. And so, um, you know, my routines built into my routines, you know, are my eating habits and, you know, my sleeping habits, those things, things like that. So when I had to actually go to work, um, you know, it was, uh, important for me to, you know, prepare my lunches that, you know, and prepare a lunch that would give me, I felt would give me enough of a pickup or energy, mm -hmm. uh, you know, in the middle of the day, mm -hmm. but you know, something that's not going to make me sluggish, but that's gonna, you know, I, I mean, I can really just kind of, uh, put that together and know that I'm like, you know, on the right track to, to keep my mood and, and everything up, uh, until, you know, I got back uh, home. So, you know, uh, it would make me very conscientious about exactly what I was eating every day. And, and, uh, and that was like, uh, salads, I mean, like making sure, oh, do I have my salads with my proteins? And uh, I, I don't know, I've been doing that for I don't know how many, like several, several years, mm -hmm. I have been uh, doing that. Um, a long time ago, I read, um, the I think the Paracone, Paracone, I forgot. I'm uh -huh. trying to Dr. Paracone. Yep, Nicholas. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it was called the oh, the Paracone prescription. I think that was it, right? Mm -hmm. So this was a long time ago. I read this book and then from then on I started um making sure that I had fresh, healthy salads, you know, uh, I changed it up in terms of what I put in them, but usually there were some kind of nuts and there was some kind of like, you know, protein, mm -hmm. whether it be like um, albacore tuna or eggs or, you know, some kind of fresh like salmon or something like that. So, um, you know, I really would be conscientious of doing that uh, daily, you know, anytime I went to work. And then when it was like, okay, I'm at home, it just, I, I don't know, it became a different thing where, uh, you know, I don't know, it threw me off. And it, because, yeah, it just completely threw me off in terms of, uh, you know, the fact that I couldn't necessarily, I didn't feel comfortable, especially at the beginning of this pandemic, going out to the grocery store often enough to get fresh fruit and vegetables and uh, things like that. And so then I ended up eating, you know, these types of things that you can get that are going to last, you know, and that's not necessarily the fresh fruit and vegetables and things like that. So that, that threw me off. Mood. Um, yeah, I really, I'm one of those people that thrives with being active, being amongst people, being dynamic, um, you know, in terms of my profession, in terms of teaching, um, especially language teaching, you know, uh, doing lots of activities in the classroom, et cetera, et cetera. So not being able to do that. And, and the thing is, I wanted to get away from, um, to, uh, working at in front of a computer all the time, which is why part of the reason that I left corporate and corporate America, as we as we say, is because I didn't want to be sitting in front of a computer screen all the time. And then suddenly I was sitting in front of a computer screen all the time. And so, mm -hmm. you know, that definitely had a huge effect um, on my mood. Um, and then at first, uh, you know, until I started doing the uh, the no no 
TV, no ridiculous, you know, TV addiction situation. Uh, you know, before I did that, you know, I was like up, you know, all different times watching stuff and whatever. So I want to say that that challenge that I uh, forced myself into really did help me a lot in terms of maintaining good sleep. Um, and um, so, yeah, so first it was thrown off. Now that's better. And the exercise, you know, I was really doing well with that. This is starting with December of last year. You know, I wasn't one of those people that like got a gym membership and then like let it kind of just like collect dust. I was at that gym like four times a week and sometimes it would be three but mostly I mean the average was like four times a week sometimes I even went five times a week um you know maintaining my yoga um that's mainly what I did um and so of course when the pandemic hit it was kind of like oh my god like just everything was a screeching halt came to a screeching halt and eventually once I wrapped my mind around what was going on I did start doing my uh you know my yoga stretches on my own again incorporating things that I had learned in class and you know but again it's a roller coaster so uh, you know some weeks I've been excellent with it like for the past, I don't know, month and a half, two months, I think it's been, it's been a while now, maybe two yeah. months that I've been, you know, at least doing it three times a week, sometimes four, uh, only for 20, 25 minutes or so. Um, but yeah, but then I have weeks like this one where I was just, I was not like in, in the mental, uh, the mind frame really to, to take care of myself in that way. So it's kind of like, you really need to be consistent with these things. And in this type of situation, I feel like it's been difficult to be consistent with, um, with those things, which is why I said, definitely all of them have been affected. Yeah, I agree with you. And that's actually a really good word that comes up quite a lot as far as consistency. And I mean, even going back just to understand what the definition, <clears throat> excuse me, is of health for us, whether that means uh, promoting wellness, preventing disease, managing a, a current chronic condition in a way that feels comfortable to us, whether or not we even have access to certain resources, whether it's the gym or food or healthy food or money. And all of these things can weigh heavily in stress factors for sure. But then how do we maintain all of those pillars of health? Because I really do believe when one falls down, I feel like they all kind of fall down in that way. Mm. And so what's the intention, but then also how do we compare that to what is available and achievable for us to move forward? And, you know, for a lot of us who maybe have taken a hit financially, I know for me, I've shared, I had so many different jobs and income streams that were uh, going full force and they all came to a screeching hall <laughs> as of March. And I've switched over to just teaching now. So I've I think my salary is now one sixth of what it was this time last year, but there are definitely things that we can maintain and continue doing in a healthful way and also be mindful and monitor the things that are not so healthy that we can maybe have some control over. So I think being patient and compassionate with ourselves is a good place to start in that understanding. This is as we've been hearing it called unprecedented times, you know, we're not really prepared to what to do for this. We did have moments like you mentioned before where you didn't, you were trying to go to the uh, supermarket or you wanted to go, but were afraid to. And then when we finally could get there, everything was sold out as it still kind of is <laughs> in some places. Mm. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, but there are 
you know, whole foods and things that you and I do enjoy, but there's also other options like frozen things and packaged goods that are just as comparable nutritiously, um, as long as they're not full of, you know, a lot of different additives and high salts, high fat, high sugar type of content. So, uh, and are somewhat affordable too, like beans and uh, packaged uh, rice, legumes, canned uh, vegetables. And as I said before, uh, frozen fruits and vegetables, that sort of thing. And eggs sometimes too, I find to be somewhat budget friendly. You can kind of make that last a long time, or you at least invest in a larger bulk quantity of something and you can kind of stretch that out. So food wise for me, I've actually been okay. I feel like I've been a little bit more consistent because weirdly enough, you know, I am somewhat leading by example, but that's not always the case with everybody in any of their fields. Uh, but I have a severe sweet tooth and there is always dessert in the house. And so, <laughs> yeah, so if I'm not monitoring that, um, that does play a role, not just, I mean, you know, I try to stay away from weight discussions because I don't really think that's, um, entirely appropriate sometimes to establish weight as a correlation to health, depending on people's body frames and what they're going through and physical activity and whether that weight is distributed through body fat or muscle. But the point is that I feel super sluggish when I eat a lot of sugary things, not just like fruit, but you know, added sugars and kind of what you said before, like calling them the junk food type of foods or, but I also allow myself the ability to, indulge a little bit so that I'm not restricting myself too much where I feel that's all I'm going to be thinking about for an entire week and then find myself hiding in the back of a closet, you know, rage eating a sleeve of Oreos, as I like to say. So <laughs> I try to have balance. Uh, that there. is a really disturbing picture, Dina. That's, that's disturbing. It's, it's okay. happened. It's happened. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I allow myself some flexibility and freedom and balance there. When it comes to physical activity, that's the thing I think I've struggled with the most because I... I do like somewhat of a routine. And if I feel like I'm being thrown off in any way, then I'm like, well, hands up in the air. I can't do anything. But I've also noticed that I'm comfortable with sticking to a little bit of something every day. So whether that is floor mat exercises or just, you know, 10 to 20 minutes of free weights or body weights or doing planks or push-ups against the wall, like any of those things make me feel inspired and a little bit more energized. Cause I think that's really the thing too, that you and I were talking about, like, where do we get the energy? And we talked about that too last week. Where do you get the energy from? Like, I feel like sometimes the life is being sucked out of me. So how am I supposed to continue this always upward momentum when I'm exhausted all the time, or I just don't have the energy. Um, and by the way, in the nutrition world, in the dietetics field, uh, energy is calories. So being mindful of the quality and the quantity of what you're putting in your body is directly related to, you know, how much gas you have in your car and what kind of gas you're utilizing in that kind of analogy there to make sure that you're keeping well nourished throughout the day and that you're being mindful of what you're putting inside your body as often as possible. Um, sleep habits were an issue for me for a very long time. I'm getting better at that. I think I shared with you um, recently that, you know, I've been getting better at kind of setting an alarm, uh, winding down the eight o'clock mark is when I start putting on my jammies and washing my face and, you know, preparing for that ritual of I am going to bed. And I will sometimes stay up for about an hour just reading or watching a show or a YouTube video or something that just kind of puts my mind in that depressed, uh, not depressed, like de-stressed mode mm -hmm. where I'm now getting more comfortable. And, uh, and I do try to limit screen time that late at night because of the blue light factor and I don't mm -hmm. want to, you know, I don't want to get like too addicted to TikTok dances and stuff. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Well, isn't TikTok banned now anyway? No, not as of right now. It's still, it's still out and about. 
<laughs> okay. Yeah, right. still out and about, still lingering. So what else was there? Food, oh, mental health, right? So self-care, that's something that I feel I innately have grown accustomed to doing because I, um, I've been forced to do so. I've had a couple of uh, many breakdowns in the last handful of months. So I'm purposely making sure that I'm keeping myself in check. And that could mean something just very basic, like setting the alarm for eight o'clock and going to wind down and unplugging everything. Or it could mean, you know, my Sunday ritual nowadays is to uh, stay off of work, don't do anything work related, empty my brain, maybe do some journaling, maybe go for a walk, maybe watch some silly mindless shows, maybe do a facial or mani-pedi in-house or, you know, something that just kind of feels like I'm pampering myself and have the luxury of time. And so those are the things that I I feel that I've gotten a little better at, but I have seen the switch in prioritizing it once I kind of, you know, hit, hit the bottom there, hit rock bottom where I felt like I needed to climb back up and get my acting gear. Well, uh, Dina, I, I want to say that I'm really happy that you decided to mm-hmm. go back to your Sundays because when I first met you, mm-hmm. uh, this was a big thing of yours. I mean, this was like, no, Sunday, I don't do anything. Yes. <laughs> like, you know, when we would try to make some type of plan to, you know, to, to meet up or to do whatever, to go over our goals or whatever, you, you know, you would be like, oh, sun, no, Sunday is blocked out. No, Sunday, I don't do anything. Yes. Sunday, you know, and, uh, you know, you, of course, I had to respect that. Okay. She's <laughs> like, Sunday is her day. And that is good. And I'm so glad that you you know, have gone back to that. So um, speaking of, um, you know, these types of things, I just would like to get a a little bit more specific in terms of, you know, some of the things that Mm -hmm. I decided to, uh, to look up in lieu, I mean, not in lieu, but um, in preparation um, for uh, our discussion today, in terms of um, what, you know, energy savers, or, um, you know, energy boosters. Um, so we've already talked about these four pillars, but, um, you know, specifically, I kept finding very similar themes, whether I was on WebMD, whether I was looking at an article in Forbes mm-hmm. or Healthline or Medical News Today, they all had these similar uh, concepts about, of course, increasing physical activity, staying hydrated was a big one. So, you know, drinking more water and less alcohol. One of them specifically said, because, you know, during this time, you know, Mm -hmm. definitely I've heard things about, I mean, the the news has talked about an increase in alcoholism and substance abuse. Yeah. uh, But even if we're not going to that far extreme of alcoholism, I do know uh, that people have been finding comfort uh, more with alcohol during this time when, you know, really it's it's important to be hydrated, you know, just to keep your, your water intake going um, and less alcohol. And part of the, the issue with alcohol is that while it initially it helps you to fall asleep, um, it interferes with deep sleep, you mm-hmm. know. And so this is definitely something that I noticed Um uh, when, uh, you know, I was drinking more or you know, when I was drinking more, I noticed, uh, that situation happening with my sleep, which is why I then went on a three month, no drinking thing. You know, I'm always doing these challenges. So, um, yeah, I said, you know, I really want to make sure I'm well rested, et cetera, you know? And so, so those are, those are a couple are a couple of things. And then as well, um, 
yoga and meditation to promote a state of calm, you know, so, you know, being calm and eliminating stress uh, was also, you know, a big thing because this can take away your energy, you know, Uh, being stressed definitely uh, depreciates your, your energy, um, resources. And so, uh, those were common threads. Um, and then of course the diet, you know, the eating, uh, you know, eating things like whole grains, nuts, um, specific fruits were named like grapes, apples, oranges, peaches, pears, grapefruit, leafy greens, all of these things that we always hear about, (laughs) um, you know, eating, fish, particularly halibut was mentioned. Um, Even things like bran cereal for fiber, hazelnuts, cashews, almonds, you know, magnesium, sources of magnesium uh, were mentioned in in terms of energy, keeping energy up. Um, And so, and and the one that really stuck out to me, or, you know, it kind of stuck out to me uh, was being social, (laughs) obviously because of what's going on now, that one really kind of stuck out because, you know, it was like, be social, social connections are incredibly important for maintaining good health. Um, you know, and social isolation can cause low mood and tiredness. Um, you know, and it went on to say that people with uh, stronger social networks are thought to have better physical and mental health as they age. And so I think this is, this was in uh, an article I read in uh, Healthline. And so I found it a little concerning because obviously uh, a large portion of social interaction has been uh, limited now. And right. so I think now it's how can we adjust and still try to have that social element going and and um yeah how can we do that during this time so that we are keeping our moods you know elevated in terms of that yeah you know there's so many gems in that because you are reinforcing a lot of the things that I've learned in school as well which is good because you've gone to some legit valid websites there thankfully <laughs> The hydration is no joke. I mean, we we do lose water in our body just naturally as we age anyway. So to make sure that we're keeping hydrated and it's important to note too that just because some things have water content in them like alcohol and coffee, that doesn't really supply you with the true hydration factor. So it really is about water plain water, um, soups, stews, you know, anything that you're making teas and things like that, that are not caffeinated. Those are usually a little bit better as far as um, hydrating us as well. So if you don't love plain water, you can infuse it with mint leaves, cucumber, lemon slices. You can do uh, zero milligrams of sodium and any other additives in a seltzer. So it kind of mimics the taste of or the feel of a soda, if you like doing that instead, and that's still hydration. And you're right about the alcohol too. I would assume that not only, even if it's somewhat moderate, that you, the effect on sleep might also be the effect that you have as far as like a restful night sleep of waking up a little bit groggier and also brain function there as well could possibly be compromised in that way too, depending on obviously how much, how much alcohol you're drinking. I, mm-hmm. uh, I, as I think, you know, I haven't, drunk alcohol since I was in my twenties. I actually saw that pattern going a little awry. So I stopped it before it became <laughs> too much of an issue. 
Uh, but anything that's like, a nice way to say that. Yeah, going a little bit awry. A little bit awry. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, no substances, no anything like that. So I feel somewhat clean in that way, and so my focus is more on making sure I'm maintaining the other the other aspects of you know hydrating myself and eating well, etc. Um, but yeah, so this is all very interesting, and the different approaches that people take. You know, again, understanding much like that 10x discussion that there's so much that can be involved in this. And if you've lost the sense of what your true habits are, or you've lost that routine and that structure from not going to an actual office, or you've lost that physical content, content of context of seeing people in person, that can really throw off everybody's own habits and make it a little bit more challenging for us to maintain these, these pillars of what we want to do as far as wellness is concerned, because it just feels like we have to accommodate a new normal. And that's unfortunately the case. So, you know, for people who are somewhat uh, what they call themselves like gym rats, you know, and you were saying too, you used to go all, all the time or significantly more than some other people might, if they're paying the price of a gym membership and they rarely go. But if that's somebody's go-to places, that's their only outlet all of a sudden now, this is like having an injury. Like, what do we do now? And so, um, again, asking ourselves to sort of prioritize, does our health, is our, is our health important? Does our health matter? And if the answer is yes, what can we do to support our health? And it can be something that's small, but it should be consistent. So trying to chip away at a better sleep routine for yourself, trying to incorporate better quality foods in your diet, trying to incorporate some sort of physical activity just so that your body is not stiff and falling apart when we finally do get to go back outside and venture into the outdoors and, um, and you know, as best as you can. And try to treat yourself with compassion as well because this is not your fault. This didn't happen because of you. It just happened to us right now. And we have to just see how we can potentially accommodate that. Okay. I think that that's, uh, that's a great, uh, place to end. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, hopefully this episode has been helpful to, uh, to those of our, our listeners. It's been helpful for, for me definitely to talk this through. Um, but hopefully our listeners have also, um, found some value in at least kind of thinking about this uh, going forward in terms of trying to keep up your energy and your momentum, particularly during this time. Okay, Empowerers. I hope you've enjoyed this session. Please use the link in the description box to comment, ask questions, or make suggestions for future content. And be sure to tune in next week for another session of empowerment.